welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. All right, welcome back to another episode. Thank you for coming back and hanging out with us. Um, this week we're going to talk about sports. Yay, sports! Yeah. Um, we're probably we're going to talk Baltimore sports for sure. Um, but we're going baseball. We're going to talk about the O's, and then we're going to talk about the Ravens. But we're going to talk about the NFL in general too. Because there's been some surprises, some interesting uh, developments with the NFL season. Um, and then a fun special surprise at the end. So, if you can, uh, please like, subscribe, comment, share. Um, if you're on the podcast platform, please definitely uh, become a follower or subscribe. That way, when we put out an episode, it automatically downloads and you've got it ready to go when you're in your car. Um or at least that way you'll know you get notified when we do put out a new episode. So that way you don't have to come hunting for us. Uh, Driveway Beers Podcast, any platform you want, just type in Driveway Beers. It'll be the first one that pops up. We finally got to the top of the, the search results when you type in Driveway Beers. Right. Because we're the only one that exists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, DriveWayBeersPodcast.com. Also, get yourself a VPN, virtual private network from... Uh, PrivateInternetAccess.com slash DrivewayBeers. Uh, you can click on a link on our website, or you can just go straight to that website and put a slash driveway, uh, yeah, driveway beers at the end of PrivateInternetAccess.com, and you will help us out a ton. We do get a small commission, but like I've said, I've used this, I've used Private Internet Access for five years. Um, when you go on review uh, review sites for VPNs, uh, Private Internet Access doesn't really show up anymore like it used to. Reason being is because they don't pay the commissions that the others do. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, there's there's one called ExpressVPN, which is actually a very good VPN, but it costs eleven dollars a month. Yeah, that I hear them advertised on like uh, Shapiro and oh yeah, all, all throughout the Daily Wire podcasts and some other podcasts too. So the reason why they advertise for them is because they get a bigger commission. Mm. Um, same thing with IP Vanish and some of the other ones. They they are more expensive than private internet access. But as someone who's used private internet access for over five years, it is. Uh, and I, I've tried the others. I've tried Nord. I've tried uh, Express. I've tried IP Vanish. I've tried Surfshark and all these other ones. Um, private internet access is the easiest one to use. It is the most secure. And their no logs policy has been tested in court. Those are very important things when you're looking for a VPN. And that's all we're going to say about that. Uh, DrivewayBearsPodcast.com slash, drive, uh, uh, slash subscribe if you want to subscribe to us on any kind of platform you can. And go ahead and click that link for private internet access. All right, sports. Love me some sports. Don't really watch too much of them. Uh, until now. Yeah. Because... We are now in the playoffs push for baseball. Mm-hmm. First three weeks, uh, by the time this comes out, first four weeks of the NFL season will be complete. And NHL is in preseason. Yeah. For baseball, we are both O's fans. Baltimore Orioles for you people that don't know what O's means. Right, let's give O's. O's. O's, hon. This was a very interesting year for the Baltimore Orioles. They were supposed to stink. Yes. Again. Like, 100 losses bad. Yeah. Right? And come to find out, I believe they're only about two wins away as of today from being from being able to finish no worse than 500. Yeah. This was not expected, especially first game of the season. John Means, your number one pitcher, down. Mm-hmm. About a month into the a month into the season, your number one process, uh, pitching prospect, Grayson Rodriguez, down for the year. Halfway through the season, you trade away one of your most beloved players in Trey Mancini. Yep. And oddly enough, and I don't I don't think there's a correlation to this, but they traded away Trey Mancini and then made a push for the playoffs. Yeah. Because it almost comes – they brought up Adley Rushman, who was the other number one prospect. Mm-hmm. I want to say about a couple weeks before that trade. And when he came up, there was a graphic they put up. When he came up, that's when they started just winning games. Yeah. 
Um, we call it Adley Rushman Day. That's right. I'll tell you, if that guy, if he doesn't fade throughout his career, let's just say he has a great career, mm-hmm. that will be a day people know about. Oh yeah, around here. Um, but they're they're a few games away from finishing the season, no worse than five hundred. There, I wish I could remember the name of the book. Um, and it was about how the Astros were built. Mm-hmm. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, the general manager of the Baltimore Orioles is Mike Elias, and he brought over with him the status, uh, the the stats guy from Houston, Sigma Doll. And they were integral in building the Astros into what they were. And for those that don't remember, the Astros were awful. Oh, they were garbage. Like at least three or four seasons of 100 yeah. lost seasons. Yep. Not 100 win seasons, 100 lost seasons. <laughs> and those guys, when they were brought in, and they were brought in by Jeff Lunau, who is still the general manager of the Houston Astros, but he came over from the St. Louis Cardinals and he was an uh, assistant GM there. Um, and maybe he was eventually the, the GM. But anyway, so he went over to the Houston Astros, brought those guys over with him, and that's how they rebuilt the Astros. And it was about a three- to four-year turnaround period. The Orioles are in year three, I believe. Um, and, and the funny part of that book about the Astros was they were able to turn it around a year early. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they're doing now. Yeah. It's a year before they were expected to even win games. Next year was supposed to be the year, not this year. Next year was the year we turn it all around. All the all the young guys would have some experience. They were going to get battered and bruised. They were going to lose over 100 games this year. And lo and behold, they didn't. And they they won. And they kept winning. Yeah. The pitching ended up being decent when the bats were awful. And then the bats kind of picked up and the pitching yep. stayed good. Yep. And the O's became respectable. Yeah. Go figure, right? Yeah, they were, and they were they were a fun. They're, I mean, the season's still going on. There, they're a fun team to watch too. Yeah. You know, it's a younger, it's a young team. Um, they look like they enjoy each other's company. They enjoy the, they still enjoy playing the game. It's not, you know, they're just kind of going through the motions. Right. Um, but you know, a couple of things happened. Like Ryan Mountcastle kind of came back and started, you know, producing. Um, of course, they brought up Adley Rushman. Uh, Really impressed with, um, God, the na- his name's, I think Mullins? he's, a, well, I've always liked, I've liked Cedric Mullins forever. Yeah. Um, Hayes. Yep. And then there's also, uh, what's his name? Hunter. Is it Hunter? The second baseman shortstop they brought up. He just came up though. Yeah. I can't remember the dude's name. Yeah, me neither. Why well, can't I remember this guy? It's name? on the tip of my tongue. I can see the kid. He looks like he's twelve. Yeah, yeah. He's well, a seven foot tall, twelve year old. Is that the guy? Yeah, Gunnar Henderson. Gunnar Henderson. There yes, yeah. Yes. All right. Um, is he that tall? I don't know. If he's I mean, that it's, tall. it's hard to tell. When, like when yeah, on when they're TV, not, right? the only time you can tell like is when they ha- when like Aaron Judge is on second and Altuve <laughs> is playing second. It's like damn, <laughs> bring your son to work there. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So you've got these players that you know it's. And then you have some, um, you know, Ronan Odor, you know, some veteran presence there, um, some good relievers, uh, you know, so they brought up D.L. Hall for a little bit. I'm not sure how well he did, but, you know, just get him in the majors. So, you know, but it was fun to watch. It's like, what did they do now? Because before you check the orders, like, how badly did they lose this time? Or if they won, who cares? It doesn't mean anything because they're in dead last place. So... Um. Yeah, it was fun. It, the, the only thing that kind of irritates me though is that you have all the fair weather fans like, "Oh, let's go, Ams!" <laughs> that are coming back. Like, well, I mean, let's be honest. When they were just awful, there was only like ten, fifteen thousand fans every day. Yeah. Now there's like thirty five. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot. There's probably more fair weather than there was not. Yeah. Although I, mean, no, I don't go to fans. I don't go to any games. Neither do so. I. Neither do I. <laughs> I don't like crowds or spending money or going to Baltimore. So Gunnar Henderson is six two two ten. So yeah, that just poo-poos your seven foot. Yeah. Right. Well, looks tall on TV. Right. Well, it, it's that beautiful head of hair he has. Yeah. He's just that. He's letting that. He's just letting that. 
the flow the, the flow, flow adds three inches to height it does, it does. <laughs> and and probably about 20 points to your batting average. yeah <laughs> and three feet to your range yeah <laughs> <laughs> key point is don't cut the hair yeah, yeah. um it, it was unfortunate when they then when they traded Trey Mancini away just because he was so beloved in the area. But yeah, they the funny part they they, they traded their closer away too though, mm-hmm. and f- they I mean they made definitely made the right call because the guy they have closing now is doing a great job. Yep, you know, and I feel like everyone everyone knows him because of the intro music. For, it's, it's Omar's music from The Wire, uh-huh. and it's awesome. It's it's a Baltimore. It was filmed in Baltimore. It's about yeah. Baltimore, whatever. It fit the city, right? Yeah. And I definitely think that the O should take advantage of more marketing around Baltimore, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they kind of do with the halftime. What is it? Uh, What's the, what, not the halftime the the seventh inning run Who, who's running or they what do they do they do the crab shuffle yeah make it a crab run like they do with right. DC they got like the the president's run you could do a a, a contest between Old Bay and J O sure now only Marylanders are going to really understand that you could even, I mean you could put a McCormick and Schmidt's bottle out there too because they're they got a factory down yeah down in uh. East Baltimore there. Yeah. Um, or if you want to do like a red crab, a blue crab, and a soft shell crab. Yeah. Have them run around. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Listen, we're just giving it out for free right now. We're yeah. just giving all these, you know, th- these gold mine ideas. Yeah. Just giving them out. Because who does the sausages? Is that Milwaukee? Yep. Yeah. The bratwurst, the knotwurst, and, and the sausage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we could do the, the we could do a crab, a crab cake, and a soft shell. Right. There's you know. a lot you could do. Yeah. Um, oh, a crab, crab cake, and a rockfish. There you go. Can uh, get for, a, for those outside the air, rockfish is a sea bass. It's a striped bass. Right. But it's a rockfish. So yeah. that's what it's. I think yeah. we're the only people that call them rockfish. Yeah. yeah. Outside yeah. of this area, no one calls them that. Yeah, they call them stripers. I'm like, strippers. Yeah. Strippers. <laughs> <laughs> this got interesting. Yeah. All right. Like, what? Glitter yeah. tassels. What'd oh. you catch? I uh, I caught a bunch of. Uh, you know, I caught. We were out catching rocks. Oh, you, you mean you mean stripers? You mean strippers? Right. What you go see the strippers after you catch the rocks. <laughs> were they on the boat? I, got, I didn't know what that was of, a possibility. What kind of boat were you on? Right. <laughs> you were on the hustler boat. <laughs> um, but no, there's a. I mean, there's not too much we can go into about the. I mean, they're out of playoff contention now. Or, or I don't know if they're mathematically eliminated, but they're pretty far. For all intents and purposes. But the thing is, it's fun again. Yep. And it means something again. And, you know, baseball playoffs, now, great, they did expand it a little bit with the second wildcard team. Um, Or they had a third. I forget how they did it. but I think it's three wildcard teams and three divisional winners. Yeah. Right? So they did expand it, but, you know, which is cool, but it's not like NHL playoffs. I could be wrong. Wait, there's four divisions. So there's four divisional winners and maybe three wild there's cards. AL, no, there's only three because there's AL East, Central, West. No, we could look at the Google machine. I, I'm going to do that while you talk. Yeah. But, yeah. So um, as I fall away from the microphone. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you have the <laughs> professional podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we are. But uh, if you're here for professionalism, you're in the wrong place. But um, yeah, if you. Yeah, I'm wrong. It's three. It's three. Yeah. Why did I think there were four? Because everyone else has four. NBA, NHL, NFL all have four, except baseball has three. Did they ever have four? I don't think so. Like I, I feel like I like I'm a I'm a like a baseball fan. I should like I don't know why I thought there were four. Huh. Well, I'm yeah. okay. but, but like the thing is with baseball playoffs, you can have a successful season and not make the playoffs. It's not like in the NHL where half the league makes the playoffs. Um, and if you don't make the playoffs, you're kind of a, you know, like when the Capitals are bright. We made the playoffs for 25 straight years. Yeah, and you eliminated the first round, damn near all, every season of it. But, you know, MLB is a little bit different because you have a much smaller playoff field that actually gets in. So, 
Um, well, I mean, for Baltimore to be it, at least for, for them to at least be in the hunt as late as they were, yeah, in this murderer's row of a division. <laughs> I mean, but, right now, out of five teams, only one is below. 500. Is that Boston? Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't going to say it, I was. <laughs> um, but the stupid Yankees, I mean, they got a 96 and 59 record right now. Yeah. Best record in baseball. I'm like, yo, you got to be kidding me. Well, that. the Yankees really tried their best there in August to blow it. <laughs> That's true. <Yeah. laughs> they lost quite a bit. But yeah, they, I mean, but their run differential is 237 plus. Wow. Toronto, who is 87 and 69, their run differential is 67. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's literally triple. The Yankees triple them on run differential. Yeah. The only other one that comes somewhat close is Houston. Mm-hmm. I mean, that <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Um, the Dodgers on the other end, geez, Dodgers, 321 pl- plus on the play wow. zone. That's, they're 106 and 48 right now. See, I, I hope we don't have a... Uh, an L.A. New York God. World Series. Who do you hate more, L.A. or New York? Yeah, I mean, besides Boston, right? Because Boston's pretty high up there. Um, I'd have to root for New York. Man, I mean, my father-in-law's a Dodgers fan. Yeah, not that not that that would make me root for them, but I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'd have to. Proof for the Yankees, it, it, and that I felt like a gut punch to say because it's L.A. <laughs> like when the Rangers played the Kings in the in the Stanley Cup Finals, like I had to root for the Rangers because I couldn't root for L.A. So, I'm, I'm actually a Rangers fan, so you know, yeah, you know, you know. yeah. Um, that's why we don't watch Caps games together. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. I could watch the Caps. Well, see, I don't hate the Rangers. Um, I, I don't hate the Caps, and you can thank uh, Henrik Lundqvist for that because. Henrik Lundqvist is just a wonderful person. I, I do. I cannot stand the Canadians, though. The Montreal Canadiens. Not all yeah. Canadians. I'm talking about Montreal Canadiens. The Canadiens. Canadiens. Yeah, les habitants yeah. De, de Montreal. Yeah, the I, Habs. I couldn't stand them. The one, the, I hate the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, yeah, I'm not um, a big fan of them either. The reason I hate the Maple Leafs is because the Maple Leafs, their fans... They're a long, you know, they're a very old organization. They have a storied history. Yeah. But they act like Yankee fans. The difference is they haven't won shit since 1963. Right. Whereas the Yankees have been consistently, I mean, they've won a World Series every decade. Whereas the Maple Leafs haven't, but they act like Yankee fans. Um, I don't think Canadians fans are much better. Yeah. So I've been. they They got that French snobbery going on, too. So I've been to a game at Montreal. I had a great time. So, um, I visited Montreal not for a game. But I visited <laughs> Montreal; it was awful. <laughs> like, uh, like the place is cool, but the people were just just miserable. You know, I, I didn't mind it. Um, but anyway, back to baseball. Um, yeah, so it was fun to watch them. And it's, it's so, but the cool thing is, it gives you something to be excited about for next season. Yes, you know, rather than oh, here we go. Like, let's see if they're going to lose a hundred games this year. Let me ask you though: next season. If they don't make the playoffs, is it a letdown? No. And the only reason I want to say this is because they got so close this year. Yeah. But they weren't supposed to be here this year. Right. They they can't, yeah. So I, so next year, if the, I guess that there isn't improvement and playoff hunt type season. Well, the, the problem is, is, is you have to get through the juggernaut of the Yankees. Yeah. Well, and the Red Sox aren't going to be down for long. And the Rays are always where they're going to be. Yeah, and and now all of a sudden the Blue Jays got good because yeah. they they finally got all their talent up in the majors. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a rough division. If the I mean the Orioles used to be the stepping stone, right? Yeah, I mean the Rays were for a while until they figured it out how to be a small market team, mm-hmm. and and Toronto figured out for now. I mean for me Toronto's like the Bengals. Toronto's always going to Toronto it. Yeah, and everyone's going. Well, they won a World Series. Yeah. Well, Joe Carter's. Not around anymore, and that closure you had with the mullet is mm-hmm. also gone. Yeah, okay? you haven't won anything in twenty something years. So, yeah, and but don't get me wrong, the Orioles haven't either. So, yeah. we might speak, but the yeah, Orioles forty years. Yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been a long. Road. I think next year is forty years. Hey, you know what? That makes a great story. Yeah, 
So, but yeah, you know. But what I what I like, but earlier in the season, I was looking at the different, looking throughout both the AL and the NL, and pretty much in any other division, save for, um, the NL West with Los Angeles, the Orioles were like right in it with everybody else. It's just that we got stuck with the juggernaut of New York, right. you know, that was uh, that was there. But pretty much all the I'd say the strongest division in baseball right now is probably the AL East. Yeah. Um it's it's back to where it was. Yeah. But remember when like so when the Orioles were winning and they made the playoffs and I mean there were there were four good teams. Mm-hmm. There was always one and, and this year the Red Sox are the one team that kind of dropped off. Yeah. It's just usually it's us. Right. Usually it's us. I mean, <laughs> and we don't drop off. We stake Tor- from the beginning. Or Toronto. Yeah. But back then though, when we were making the playoffs when Buck Showalter was around, there was another team that was the stepping yeah. stone. And, and everyone could have their off year. And it but you wonder if you took that bottom team and you put it in any other division, American or National League, would they be a playoff team? Yeah. And it's a good question, but I, th- I think for next year, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to see what they do. Um, I am worried a little bit that the they brought up all the talent this year. Yeah, and so what's left? But I mean, they still have the they still have the number one ranked minor league system mm-hmm. according to I guess it's like baseball pro- prospectus or something. Yeah, but I think they still count like the Gunnar Hendersons and some of the other guys that they just called up for September in their minor league. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, hopefully they got some. And then it, next year, if you get Grayson Rodriguez back and John Means, now mm-hmm. you're adding two quality starting pitchers to what was already a decent starting pitching lineup right yeah. now, so far. Which turned, I mean, it turned into that. It wasn't supposed to be as good as it is, but they ended up being all right. Right. So, I mean, I, I'm with you though. If they don't make the playoffs next year, I'm not going to be upset because for me, at least it's competitive baseball now. Mm-hmm. If we don't make the playoffs, we don't make the playoffs. And it's almost like, you know, people complain about Lamar Jackson, right? And we're going to, this is a good transition into football. There are people that are like, oh, you can't pay Lamar Jackson. He's going to get hurt. You can't pay Lamar. Like, there, there's, there's 20 reasons why you can't pay Lamar Jackson. Yeah. But we've talked about this before. When I watch the Ravens on Sunday, I am entertained by Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not one game he plays where I'm not entertained. Yeah. And that's all I can ask for. Yep. Now, great. Would I like a Super Bowl? Sure. Yeah. But, yeah, now I'm getting 17 games a year where I'm entertained. And nothing against Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. There, there's not, but there were some games where you just wanted to throw something at the TV. Yeah. For maybe six games a year. Yep. Either because the game was so boring, or there was a lead you know Joe couldn't hold on to, mm-hmm. or there was a deficit Joe wasn't going to come back from. Yeah. Um, I do think this year is going to be very, very interesting, though, because this is very similar to a situation we saw in the past when Joe Flacco didn't sign an extension, mm-hmm. bet on himself, yep. won a Super Bowl, and cashed in. Yeah. And that was absolutely awful. <laughs> <laughs> after that. Yeah. Um this time around, you got Lamar Jackson. Now again, we're we're at week three. By the time this goes out, it'll be week four, but I'm not anticipating anything different. Although they're gonna play the Bills this coming week. That's, That's gonna be tough. Yeah. But through three weeks, he's the NFL MVP. Yeah. He has more touchdowns than twenty nine teams. <laughs> He himself. Yeah. <laughs> I believe he has 12 touchdowns, either passing and or running. Yeah. Which is more than 29 teams. Mm-hmm. Like, I am entertained. I am watching yeah. entertainment. Well, and the, and the thing is about watching him is, like, you, he, like, finds a way to make plays. Um, you think they've got him, and, oh, no, he squirts out. Mm. Um, you know, almost like, so <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger was the same way. <laughs> but Ben Roethlisberger was just he looked like a a left tackle back there playing quarterback. I'm like I'm like how can you not bring this dude down? Like he's standing there like a statue. He can barely move, but somehow the dude would Houdini his way out of it. Um, Different ways of not being tackled, but yeah, not being tackled, right? right. 
but Lamar is not being tackled just because he's just slippery, <laughs> right? You know, and he's getting out, and then you know you think that oh, you know, he's going to get he might make it back. So he got out. Well, hey, at least he didn't get sacked. We're not going to lose yards. Next, thing you know, he's got twenty. Right. You know, he finds a way to make it happen. Um, definitely the most electrifying player in the league right now. Um, I'd rather watch him than Mahomes or uh, I like Josh Allen in Buffalo, but I think you know Lamar is definitely to me the the most fun to watch of all of them. Yeah, it, it, it's a different it's a different type of quarterback. Right? Yeah. So when I when I watch a Tom Brady or I watch an Aaron Rodgers, when they throw the ball, it looks different. As fans of those teams, you can almost guarantee they're going to drive the team down the field in the fourth quarter, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to do it from the pocket, yeah. or they're going to do a little rollout or whatever. But you have that confidence in them. When I watch Mahomes, Josh Allen, or Lamar, I don't think they're thrown with that kind of confidence yet. Mm-hmm. But with Lamar, I always have that feeling that he's going to get you in field goal range. Yeah. Somehow. It might not be with his arm, though. Yeah. Like, he might scramble a little bit here, shuffle pass there, throw a deep bomb. Who knows? I, yeah. I don't know how he's going to do it. Or even that, that used to irritate me, that little sidearm. He oh, looks like a... The flick? Looks like a shortstop throwing uh-huh. the ball to first base or second base. And it's like... Yeah. Dude, it's just like this little... But it comes out so quick. Yeah. It's just... You know, and him and Andrews are just awesome. Like... Yeah, you know they're they're those two dudes are they're synced up. Yeah, you know, and, and Bateman's coming along. I mean, Duvernay had a great first week, and he's still he's still catching balls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you you I'm just entertained by the guy. Yeah, and let's say he doesn't want a Super Bowl. Let's say they just win uh, and make the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, you're telling me you're still not going to pay that dude 250 million? Yeah. When everyone, all these owners can complain that Jimmy Haslam over with the Browns set the market with the, with the Deshaun Watson contract. Yeah. And they can complain all they want, but he set the market. Yeah. Now, some of the other quarterbacks have taken less money, which I'm surprised their agents. I, I don't know. I, like, how did Russell Wilson sign for less than Deshaun Watson? Mm-hmm. More accomplished, prime of his career. Yeah. Got less money. Yeah. Well, I think part of it is the Browns, and the Browns are just so bad. Right. So should overpaid. you should should you be looking should you be seeking your example on how to run anything right. from the dumpster fire that's the Cleveland Browns? But if I'm Lamar, that's where I'm pointing at. Yeah. Well, hey, you why would I take less? He than did that? it. Right. You y- y'all did this, you know. Right. Pay me. Well, and and it's not getting cheaper. Yeah. And I used to be one of the guys that doubted Lamar. Um, just because I've seen some of the running quarterbacks, what happens to them? Sure. Um, and part of it, part of me was like a football traditionalist. I like the pocket passer because you look at who wins Super Bowls, and a lot of times it's pocket passers. But the league's the league is changing. As a fan of football and liking to watch football games, and as a fan as a as a fan of the Ravens to watch this dude play, it's just awesome. And and these guys evolve. Like Donovan McNabb was drafted by the Eagles as one of these running quarterbacks. Eventually, as he got older, he developed other parts of his game, but he still had that ability in him. But he developed the midsection because yeah. he ate a lot of food. He couldn't move anymore. <laughs> All the Campbell's chunky soup <laughs> that his mom gave him in the locker room. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Michael Vick slowed down, but he never lost it. Right. You know, Now, Vick never won a Super Bowl. No. Um, but he... Dude, when he was with the Falcons, he was the most entertaining quarterback in the league. Oh yeah, yeah. He, the problem is though is like, I don't think you can compare Lamar to Vic, passing wise, right. running wise. Sure, very similar athletic ability, but Lamar is a much better passer than Vic was. Mm-hmm. Vic had a strong arm, but he was that accurate. Yeah, Lamar. I mean, the guy's got the highest quarterback rating in the league right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, he. He protects the football. Doesn't throw many interceptions. Yeah. I mean, last year was his worst statistical year, but he didn't have a full year. Yeah. Because he got hurt. And everyone's like, we'll see, you got hurt. 
Okay, yeah. Because it was offensive line was made of Swiss cheese. Right. Yeah. The guy was running for his life every down. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I mean, this offensive line, with all the injuries they've had, isn't mm-hmm. much better. Right. Um, But at least now with J.K. Dobbins back, they've got a running back that can at least keep defenses honest. Yeah. You know, you, those running backs they ran through last year were just old and washed up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Running well, back, then, you need to have some kind of burst. <laughs> and then all the good ones got hurt in the preseason, like right. the first week of the they season. Lost, they lost three running backs. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, your starter's down. That's okay. We got Gus. Yeah. Gus went down. <laughs> oh, well, I guess we're going with Justice Hill. Well, come to find out, no, you aren't. Yeah. He's hurt, too. <laughs> like, So we got Patrick Ricard, who's a 350-pound pound fullback. Yeah. And nobody like they didn't have any running backs on the roster. Yeah, they had to go. They, they had to go find two. Well, you're yeah. not retired. You want to come back? Yeah. Oh, well, did you see? Uh, did you see Ricard um, pancake uh, <laughs> yeah. Judon? Yes, I did. Which is, Judon, of course, being a former uh, former Raven, and to see Ricard, and they they showed a lot of their interaction. It was all, but like watching this fullback pancake this dude. Like he looked like a like a guard or a tackle doing it. So the the funniest play that I saw with Patrick Ricard was when so they had him. I think they had him either lined up at fullback or tight end because they have him line up in line to mm-hmm. block sometimes. Yeah, they they had him go out on a passing route, and they do this with him all the time. And and Lamar threw him the ball, so now he's in like the secondary. Mm-hmm. What DB wants to tackle that dude? <laughs> yeah. Coming in, he's got now he has a full head of steam. Yeah. <laughs> One, I can't believe he caught the damn thing. Yeah. But he's got surprisingly soft hands yeah. for 300 foot. Like he doesn't have stone hands like most linemen. Right. He catches the ball in stride. And like, could you imagine being that like 215 pound quarterback or a cornerback? <laughs> yeah. Or or 220 pound safety and you got this guy coming at you? Right. No, I'm going for the ankles, my man. <laughs> You see him come out, you're like, like you line up, he lines up on the line. Oh, there's no way he's running around. Oh, he's running around. There's no way that he's going to throw it to him. Oh, they throw it. There's no way he's going to catch it. Oh, crap, he caught it. <laughs> now what do I do? Like, now, you mean I got to hit this thing? <laughs> you don't have anyone in the 300-pound range available to tackle him. <laughs> right. So right. now it's everyone in the 250 and under club. Yeah, and there's like there's no savage like Brian Dawkins or <laughs> or uh, Sean Taylor out there to do it. Like, crap, I got to do it. <laughs> I can imagine like one week, one of these like one of these DBs at like 190 pounds or 200 pounds, they're just gonna like they're gonna jump on his back and he's just gonna keep running, <laughs> like like he's just wearing a backpack. Yeah. <laughs> or one of the like I imagine like one of these DBs will just like run around like Popkey from Necessary Roughness yeah. <laughs> when, when all the the D linemen come through and goes blow the whistle, blow the whistle. <laughs> but like he's got to be the. One of the biggest unfair advantages I've ever seen. Like, think about it. He's running routes like a Mark Andrews, mm-hmm. but outweighs him by, like, I'm going to say a good 75 pounds. Oh, yeah. Like, that's not fair. Yeah. Not yeah. that he's nearly as fast. I'm not saying that. But, like, they'll run him on routes out of the backfield. Yeah. Like, so they'll, they'll line him up at fullback, and he'll do, like, a little wheel route. Mm-hmm. And, like, dude, what? Or he'll just do, like, or he'll be do the dump-off guy. Yeah. Like, can you imagine that? Because you know who's out there for the dump off? The, a cornerback. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? You're going <laughs> to grab his shoelaces? Yeah. And hopefully get, trip him? Just get dragged. <laughs> I would love to see them use him more just for the humor. Oh, yeah. Because you know, you know, Lamar passes it to him just to mess with the other team. Yeah, just to watch. Like, well, hey, let's watch this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, Pat, I'm going to get you the ball. <laughs> Just go run over somebody or just pretend, see what happens. See if they fall down. Yeah, just truck them. <laughs> like, could you imagine the laughter in the huddle after he does that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've I've always liked him. And they, and the Ravens really use that fullback because um, a lot of teams, like some teams, like they barely use have a fullback, any fullback packages. And he's out there all the time. Well, you said they use him, they, they use him like a pulling lineman. Yeah. More or less. You know? Because a lot of times I'll put him in motion. Mm-hmm. So he'll line up at fullback. They'll put him in motion, um, almost like a tight end would. Yeah. So now he's in motion against the line, and that's how they get him in the pulling motion. Yeah. 
And it's extremely effective. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but now you have J.K. Dobbins running the ball. Like It, it was a stark difference watching last week with mm-hmm. Dobbins when he carried the ball. The speed that just wasn't there before, yeah, was now there. Yep, and and, and this is a guy coming off an of injury, so he's probably he's probably playing like 85 percent, mm-hmm. but he was just that much quicker than than the other running backs they brought in. Yeah, um, I'm sure Mike Davis is a very nice human being, mm-hmm. but the guy hasn't been an effective running back for years. Right, let him go, and just I mean, you got Justice Hill and J.K. Dobbins. And you got that rookie Tyler Batty. Run with them. Mm-hmm. At, at least Batty's got young legs. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he, it's not like he's been sitting around. He just played. He just played his senior year in college last year. So play him. Mm-hmm. See what you got. At least he's got to be better than Mike Davis. Yep. Now I know a lot of people say with young running backs, it's not a, a matter of how effective a running back they are. It's a matter of how effective they are at blocking, mm-hmm. and if they can pick up the blitzes and whatnot. But Dobbins missed. A huge block in the last game. Yeah. Where he needed help for Lele. And so, like, Dobbins went inside. Like, he saw the one-on-one coverage on the outside. So, Falele was one-on-one. And this is when he had to go in because uh, the injuries happened. And Dobbins went inside to help the guard and didn't help Falele on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was just a, an obvious, it was a miss. Q on his part. He should have he should have helped Philele and he did. Yeah. But anyway, I mean they need to they need to coach that Tyler Batty kid up and and see what he can do. Because he he's gotta be better than Mike Davis. I'm sorry, the dude doesn't have any legs left. Right. He wasn't very fast dude when he played with the Falcons either. Mm-hmm. Or for or for the Carolina Panthers. He was never a fast dude. This this offense needs a kid that can hit the hole at least. Yeah. But Yeah, um, we'll see what they do. Yeah, I, I mean, the Bills game is going to be an interesting game. Yeah. Because that defense is really solid. And Von Miller mm-hmm. against, you don't have a tackle? Yeah. Like, insert tackle name here? Yeah. That's going to be rough. Maybe they can get Ricard to play tackle. <laughs> well, actually, I, I hope this is what they do. I hope they run at Von Miller. Like, mm-hmm. The way to take away a pass rusher is to run at them. Yeah. And if you can make it. Where you've got Ricard as the lead blocker mm-hmm. to block Miller yeah. on the run, there's n- there's no shot Von Miller. If if Ricard gets a good solid uh, path to him, he's not going to be able to go around Ricard. Yeah, and he's sure he's not going to be able to really hold hold his own against him either. I mean yeah. that that's a hundred pound difference. Yeah, and I think I'm being generous. Mm-hmm. It's probably closer to 120, 130 pound difference. Yeah. With a full head of steam, yeah. I mean, you're not you're not talking about a right tackle just standing up and getting set. You're talking about a 350 pound dude in motion coming at you. Yeah, good and, luck, good and luck probably that. already getting stuck, held up a little bit by whoever's on the line there anyway, yeah. by a tight end or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think you're going to see a lot of that mm-hmm. because you don't have a right tackle or a left tackle. That's going to stop Von Miller, right? Uh, it's just not, not not in pass pro. It's not yeah. going to happen. So hopefully, ho- I mean, sitting from my chair here because you know the Ravens should have signed me to be their offensive coordinator. Yeah, they were they weren't like, thinking like every other fan. You know, <laughs> why weren't we considered? Um, the other thing about the Ravens, though, I was going to talk about this. Their, their defense is in trouble. This this defense looks awful. It does, and especially for a team that was known for its defense for so long. Um, and they fired the wrong guy. I mean, you fired Wink. Like the dude lost three to four dudes on the defense last year. Yeah, He's playing with guys off the off the street. Mm-hmm. I think you could, you should have rolled the dice with him again. Yeah. Instead, you grabbed this, the defensive coordinator from the University of Michigan, mm-hmm. who just happened to be, you know, your brother's baby baby brother's uh, defensive yeah. coordinator. Um. This is bad, though. Yeah. Now, well, just in the Miami game when they're when they, you know, had a rookie covering uh, Tyreek Hill um, with no over the top help on that. Like what? Huh? Don't call that coverage. Yeah, like there was no one around him. Right. Like you said, dude's just like there. Like, and this isn't just some <laughs> rando, but you, like you know he's there. Yeah. You can see him. Yeah. It's not some flash in the pan dude. Like, 
oh, where'd this guy come from? He's really good. Like, no, no, no. Like, you know who he is. And uh, <laughs> his yeah. name is the Cheetah. Yeah. <laughs> his nickname is called the Cheetah. And you didn't put anybody on him. Cheetahs, what's, what is the deal with cheetahs? I know they have, sp- they have spots. Yeah. What else? Hmm. Are they, they tails. Tails, yeah. yeah. Pointy ears. They're slow, oh. though, right? No, they're fast. Oh, all right, okay. Yeah. It's yeah the, maybe, maybe we should put someone near him. It's the, Isn't it the fastest land animal in the world? I think you might be right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, this is not fat. We're not a factual podcast, but I'm going to say, I'm going to go on a limb. We're 100% sure that's a fact. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was a goof. Um, Twice. Yeah. Like the dude got, he got open down the middle. He got behind everybody. Yeah. Like, you, you got a 21 point lead. Right. Maybe back your safeties up a little bit. Yes. Because you got the fastest human in the league on the other side. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, they just didn't put anyone near him. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're all looking around going, where were you? Well, where were you? Yeah. You'd see them all looking at you, yeah. like, pointing, like, yeah. oh, yeah, that was that was bad. I didn't get to see that game. I had baseball that day. But I got to see that part. Uh, I, yeah. No, so I, I got saw, to see the implosion. I saw the implosion. <laughs> I saw the implosion. Oh my god, that was so fr- like just just to see how wide open he was on, the, on that second one. I was like, you got like this is and this was just after he got behind the defense for the first for the first touchdown he had. Yeah, then he just blew by the one guy, like the rookie cornerback, and the safety did not help. Mm-hmm. Like d- you, you didn't have safety help on that. Yeah, no, no, you, like you got to find out where he is, and the safety should always be rolling to his freaking side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like other teams, like when they're playing, you know, whoever they're playing, like they'll get somebody from their practice, like, okay, you're that guy, yeah. and they'll have them wear, like, their jersey number, and, like, your job is to stay, you you know, you wherever no, everyone has to call out where's number 10, you know, and, yeah, they didn't do that, so. I, I wonder if the defense that this guy tried to put in is just too complicated. Well, that's, so you see that. You see that a lot in sports where, completely different sport, but like when the Capitals hired Adam Oates as their coach, and the cat they stunk. Now they had Ovechkin, Backstrom, because um, Kuznetsov wasn't there yet, but you know they had a lot. Of, Mike Green was there when he was still good. Um, they had a lot of their like their big name stars who were playing on the team, and it's. They said, oh, well, the Adam Oates system is too complicated. Okay, if these dudes can't get it, then maybe the system is just, maybe it's not too complicated. Maybe it's just stupid. Because there's yeah. complicated for the sake of being good. And there's, then it's just like, this is dumb. Right. You know, and I think that's what you ran into there. Maybe this is just dumb. Right. Like, what, who was that that clown that coached the Eagles? Um, Rich Cotite? No. How far back we need to go? I guess we have to be more specific. Very <laughs> recently. Came from Oregon. Chip. Oh, Chip. Uh, it's not Chip Kelly, is it? That's the guy that's at LSU now. Is it Chip Kelly? Maybe it was. Who was the guy that was at Notre Dame and now at LSU? I don't know. Brian Kelly. Yeah. So it was Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly was a guy from Oregon and went to Philadelphia. Yeah. And was there for two seasons. And it was just that high tempo. They'd run like 200 offensive plays a game. It's like, what are you doing? And then he made that bonehead trade. He traded Shady to Buffalo for some no-name linebacker. Bag of donuts. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like... <laughs> Good trade, buddy. Yeah. Like, that was all... Like, that offense was supposed to be so complicated. No one could... But in the end, on offense, the goal is to move the ball down the field and score a touchdown. Right? And on defense, the goal is to stop the other team from doing that. So why does it have to be so complicated? Yeah, I mean, look, everyone tried. Everyone was trying to blame Kyle Williams or Kyle Hamilton, mm-hmm. the 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 safety they drafted first round on Notre Dame. Yeah, you don't get into Notre Dame by not being smart, right? I don't care if you're a football player or not. Yeah, if you're telling me this kid can't pick up your system, where he's making these big bonehead moves, yeah, or Marcus Williams, who was an All Pro with the New Orleans Saints for five years, mm-hmm. can't pick up your system. Or, so, or or two all pro cornerbacks. You, you're telling me like this defensive backfield was supposed to be a strength of the team. Yeah, 
You got Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey. You got Chuck Clark, who's a good safety. Mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton, Marcus Williams. Mm-hmm. These are not scrubs. Yeah. If they can't figure this out, your system's too complicated. Right. Or you're making them think too much before the snap. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. If if your linebackers are the ones getting housed, I get it. Your linebackers are awful. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, Patrick Queen played great in the first game. Like, no, he didn't. If it weren't for an awful drop by the Jets running back, mm-hmm. Queen wasn't within five yards of him. Yeah. And he was on the coverage. Don't tell me he played good when he can't cover a running back within five yards. Yeah. When his specialty was being an athlete. Because <laughs> he got beat by some no-name Jets running back. Yeah. Handedly, Joe Flacco put it in his bread basket and the kid just dropped it. Yeah. That was seven points. Yeah. That's not a good game. Right. So, yeah, if you want to tell me your linebackers are garbage, fine. I get that. Not garbage people. I'm talking about garbage players. Mm-hmm. He's up. <laughs> um, yeah, their, their linebackers are hurting. If I were, again, they didn't hire me when they should have, I right. could have been their defensive coordinator. You could have prevented all of this. I could all of it. Every single bit of it. Because uh, one move. One, one, one move, Megan. I'm taking Chuck Clark. Mm-hmm. And I'm making him a middle linebacker. Chuck look, Clark was calling the plays last year. Yeah. And boom, 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. In fact, Super Bowl, 18-0, yeah. 17-0, whatever, that, whatever the record. Yeah. They wouldn't lose a game, okay, because you could get some of these linebackers the heck out of there. This isn't the league where you need a linebacker to be 250, 240, 260. Yeah. This is a speed league now. Yeah. Chuck Clark is about 215, 220. Mm-hmm. He could easily play middle linebacker. Yeah. I mean, you got to get all your best players on the field. I don't. That's rule one. Always has been. Mm-hmm. If Queen isn't one of your best players, or Josh Bynes, or whoever middle, whatever middle linebacker they pulled off the scrap heap, isn't one of your best players, move Chuck down to linebacker. Yeah. I, I mean, but they're gonna. Well, you always got to play. For, you're playing five defensive backs anyway. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure you got some quarterbacks that can play to be the fifth or sixth uh, defensive back, and you mm-hmm. can move Chuck down. Yeah. But you know they didn't hire me, so you know we're 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 got what we got. Right. I'm not gonna panic. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna think good vibes, mm-hmm. and hopefully Stephon Diggs doesn't pull some Tyreek Hills and go beyond past all of our DBs that yeah. are supposed to be fantastic and all pros. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say it, it's nice to see the the AFC East kind of turn on its head. A little bit, yeah. With I mean the Jets still stink. The Jets, the Jets. Um, they're always gonna <laughs> they're always gonna be the Jets. Uh, J E T S, suck, suck, suck. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know the Buffalo's now the best team there. They've been good for a couple of years though too. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, and, and, and back in the, the Kelly Thomas era, and but yeah, I mean, New England's been the crown jewel of that division. Yeah, for the last twenty years. Yeah, and yeah. now to see that they're not, and it's other teams. Miami, uh, I think Miami's kind of the you know they um, did they win last week. <clears throat> They beat, it wasn't was that the Ravens? No, no, they beat else. the Ravens in game two. Uh, I still think that's a little bit of fool's gold. Yeah, I'm not sold on Tua. Neither am I. But I mean, they they look like a decent team. They're competitive. It's not like they're getting blown. You see Miami on the schedule like win. You they, know, they were they were competitive the second half of last year though too. Yeah, and then Brian Flores went and I don't know what he's, he's working at Pittsburgh now, but he's suing the league. I think. Yeah. Yes. Um. The Bengals did what we thought they were going to do. Remember mm-hmm. when we were talking with Jeremy? Yeah. And the Bengals are going to bungle. The Bengals, they're the Bengals for a reason. Yeah. And they are. They're mm-hmm. 0 3. You're, you, what is it? Are they 1 and 3? 1 and 2? Something like that. I don't yeah. Know. But anyway. Well, no, they lost to Dallas. <laughs> yeah. That, with Cooper Cooper Rush yeah. as the quarterback? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, don't get Dallas people started. Where they, they're 2 and 1. Cooper Rush is 2 and 0. <laughs> like. <coughs> People are actually saying, oh, Cooper Rush should be the starter when Dak comes back. Get out of here. Hey. Yeah. I've never been sold on Dak. I like Dak Prescott. I've never been sold on him. Um, I was like Tony Romo. So, uh, Tony Romo couldn't win, though. Well, Tony Romo could win during the regular season. Oh, yeah. Well, no. It was the playoff. It was awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was trying to, who, are, who else are surprises? I mean, everyone else is pretty much what we thought they would be. I thought Carolina would be a little bit better than they are. They finally got a win, though. 
the Browns are two and one, which yeah. is kind of surprising considering they're using Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Um, but they're they're banged up. Miles Garrett just got a car accident. He's probably not gonna play for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be interested to see if they can kind of hang on. Um, but if they're five hundred after you know, six to eight weeks, yeah, and then Deshaun Watson comes back, I mean, I, I think they'll be in pretty good position. Mm-hmm. Steelers are blah, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure that you know is Trubisky their guy or not. Like, you know, I, I think if they don't have a winning record by game seven or eight, I think Kenny Pickett takes over. Well, see, but the thing is, Kenny Pickett is a Pittsburgh native. Yeah. Like he's like their guy, yep. so I think everyone's kind of hoping that they bring uh, that they bring him in sooner rather than later. I mean, they got Trubisky cheap, yeah, you know, and they gave him the opportunity to start, like they said they would. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work out, they're yeah. not they're not on the hook for a lot of money for him. Yeah, but I think they got him for two years. But I think he showed in Buffalo he can be a, a good backup quarterback that mm-hmm. people in the locker room like, and yeah. He's not going to rock the boat. Right. And you know, the, the question is, do you really want him mentoring Kenny Pickett when he hasn't been that great in the NFL? Yeah. But you never know. I, I I just think that if they don't have a winning record by week set, by week eight, seven or eight, I think Kenny Pickett takes over. Mm-hmm. And they just see what they got with him. Yeah. Um, the Raiders are a big news story right now. Now, I remember I, I was high on the Raiders when we talked to Jeremy. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to win the AFC West, and they're 0-3. Yeah. That ain't going to happen. Um, speaking of sports bets, though, remember the one? I don't know if I told you, the one I placed on Lamar. Okay. It was plus 2,000 to for him to win the NFL MVP. Mm-hmm. So I put 25 bucks on it. Uh-huh. If he wins, I want to say I get, what was it? It's a it's 100 to win 2,000. So what's a quarter of that? Five hundred. Okay. So twenty five to win five hundred. Mm-hmm. So got my fingers crossed. Like, <laughs> Come on, Lamar, win that MVP, get your bag, and make me get my bag. <laughs> your bag is my bag now. <laughs> but um, and I then mean, the Ravens over under for ten wins. That that's. I mean, I think they're good enough to get ten. Yeah. Um, so if they get eleven, I I, want, I get that bet too. Right. My, my Lions to win the AFC or NFC Central. It's not looking horrible. Yeah. I mean, they're still in every game. Mm-hmm. So my uh, my my bets have gone pretty well. I just realized we're running up on like 52 minutes. Oh, wow. Wow. But we were going to talk about fantasy football. Do we want to run through that quick? Yeah. I just wanted to go through some of, you know, if you looked at your teams, um, if you had any surprises or busts that that you so my my team's holding on by a thread right now. Okay. So uh, I had Hunter Renfro who concussion protocol, so might not be playing. Mm-hmm. Dalton Schultz was a backup tight end. Uh, actually, he was my starting tight end who went down with an injury, but he's he, he's not out out. He's just kind of out. Yeah. Um, so I had to go with Tyler Higby, okay. Um, who actually did pretty well. I got Mike Evans, but he got suspended. So I had to go with. Uh, I went with Alan Lazard, who okay. actually did well last week. So I mean, I, I got lucky with some of my replacements. Um, my running back situation isn't great right now. I got Austin Eckler, who's a you know the PPR champion for running backs because he catches so many balls. Right. I got R- Rashman. I can't say this dude's name. Ramondre Stevenson from New England, okay, as my other running back, but I got Josh Jacobs, and I got a feeling Josh Jacobs is going to be that dude who he always seems to get hurt, but plays through it. But you never know if he's going to play. So right. like, I don't know if I can start him. Um. So I, I got a great duo for quarterback though in our league. I got Lamar Jackson. Okay. Who's been just gold. So he averages, what does he average? Um, Let's see. Come on. 
So I, I got Lamar Jackson, and I've got Jalen Hurts as my backup. Okay. Jalen Hurts has been just unreal. So Lamar has been averaging 34 points a game. Yeah. All right. But Jalen Hurts is is right there at 28. So he's not far behind. Um. The rest of my team has basically, so far, has been waiver wire pickups. Okay. So like Cole Beasley. Who just signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah, I picked him up. Uh, Raheem Mostert, who I don't think runs much <laughs> for the uh, for the Miami Dolphins, and let's see, I'm sure my defensive situation is god awful with the Chargers. Um, they had minus six points last week. Oh, yeah, <laughs> minus six. That wasn't in the plus category at all. Um. The rest of them are all right. I mean, luckily, A.J. Brown has been fantastic. Uh, Eckler's been great. I mean, basically, I've got four guys that win it, that have been winning for me every week. Yeah. And I'm just praying one other guy comes through. Yeah. But who who have you been? Like, so who's been doing it for you? Mark Andrews has been killing it. Right. Uh, and then Taylor, not so much. Um Singletary from Buffalo has actually been pretty decent. Last yeah. week he killed it. Yep. Um, in my one league, I've got Stafford as a quarterback, and he's kind of not been doing very well at all. Yeah, he, that injury, I think, is worse than people thought it would be. Yeah. And then I've got... Who's your backup? In that league, it's... Uh, was it Trevor Lawrence? That's not a bad pickup right yeah. now. So I can put him in there... My only fear is like when I sw- but like week one, Matt Stafford got me seven points. Mm-hmm. So in the other league, though, I have Cooper Cup, and that dude's been killing it. Right. Um, I have to say that uh, that Jonathan Taylor, who was like the number one pick, like in every league, like he was the number one projected. Yep. Week one did okay. Week two, not that well. And week three, nothing spectacular. Singletary has been outscoring him. Yeah, the Colts' offense has been not great. Yeah. Bringing in Matt Ryan, I thought that offense would have been better than it was last year. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't been. Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe Matt Ryan just needs to adjust a little bit. But, I mean, this is a guy when he was in Atlanta. Even with subpar supporting cast, the guy was usually good for... 4,000 yards, mm-hmm. 30 touchdowns, and anywhere between 10 and 17 picks. Yeah. But right now, he's, he's hurting. I got him a, I got him as a backup in another league, and I'm actually debating whether I should drop him and pick someone else up. Right. Because I, I got Hurts that starts for me in the other league, but I need a backup, and he's just not really great right now. So yeah. I'm, I'm open to hang on to him, and then hopefully he kind of straightens himself out to where he's normal Matt Ryan. But yeah. I don't know. So I have this one player that's been sitting on my bench. Um, Drake London from Atlanta. Running back? Or receiver? wide receiver. Receiver. and He's been doing all right. Yeah. And I keep looking to see. It's it's one of those things where, like, I always look at, like, projected points and try to build my lineup based on that. Yeah. Because, like, well, these people, these nerds who look at this crap all the time, like, they probably know more than me. But this dude always delivers. I'm just afraid that when I pull the trigger on him, he's going to stink it up. So if it's a guy you don't think will sustain, mm-hmm. that's when you trade him. Yeah. I mean, like, look, I'm going I'm giving you the number two wide receiver in the league. Yeah. Let me get that running back. You yeah. Know? Or let me get a quarterback from you or something. Yeah. And if you got someone who believes in him, they'll take him. I need to trade him to somebody I've already played. So if he does blow up, I don't have to worry about playing that person again. Well, in worst case, you only got to play him once again. Yeah, you know. But there, this is prime for me. This is like prime trade season. Yeah. See, like I don't trade a lot four. after week four yeah. for me because everyone kind of figures out who's who. Hmm. Um. But you could kind of trade away the <clears throat> like a hot player like right now. Like if let's see, like Higby. Number seven ranked tight end. Mm -hmm. But I got Schultz, who's, well, he's the 27th. But if I feel better that Schultz will turn it around, I could trade Higby and get something for him. Yeah. Um, 
I'll just like, or I mean, take it. I mean, I, I could try and trade Hertz. I mean, Hurt, so Lamar is the number one ranked quarterback. Hertz is number three. Mm-hmm. I could try and trade Hertz and grab someone. Like I could probably get a good wide receiver, um, or a better running back. Because we this is a league that you got to play. So you got one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, a flex, a defense, special teams, and a kicker. Um, so you have to play two running backs. Yeah. Right now, my my three running backs to choose from are Eckler, who of course I'm always going to play. Yeah. Until he gets hurt, which he will. <laughs> uh, Stevenson, who is going to be in a, a backfield chair, and Josh Jacobs when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. I got Moser for Miami, but he's just going to be. Eh. I mean, right now he's ranked 49th, and he averages yeah. five points a week. Uh, Jacobs, on the other hand, averages 10. Stevenson averages 10. Eckler averages 14. So yeah. Mostert is he's a waiver wire dude. Mm-hmm. So maybe I could take Hertz and flip him for running back in the top 10. Um, and I could just pick up a, a quarterback that I'll need to to uh, take Lamar's spot during the bye weeks. Yeah. Or do I stash Hertz in case Lamar gets hurt and then my season isn't done? Yeah. It just depends on who's on the waiver wire, who I could pick up. Right. Um, I, I drafted my quarterbacks late. Yeah. Um, when I first started playing fantasy, I used to go grab a quarterback right off the break. And then I kind of realized that it wasn't, the juice isn't worth the squeeze yeah. with a lot of them, unless you get someone like Lamar. Now, last season, I got Lamar early, and he didn't have a very good year. Yeah. So I kind of, like, I, I picked him with my first pick. And uh, this season, if you picked him with your first pick, Great, good job. I did. I think I did. I think I got him the first or second round, and and just for comparison's sake, so Lamar's the number one quarterback. He's got a total of one hundred and two points. Mm-hmm. Hertz, who's the number three, mm-hmm. has eighty five. Okay, so that's a. I mean, you're talking about a difference of fifteen points over three weeks. That's five points. Yeah, per week. So. It's not a huge difference. I mean, I could probably actually. I mean, I could probably trade Lamar and get a boat for him. Yeah, especially in our league because everyone's a Ravens fan, right? For the most part, I could play Hurts and probably not lose a whole bunch because you think. I mean, I don't think Lamar can keep up this pace. Mm-hmm. So maybe now is the time, or after this game, if he really shows out against Buffalo and gets someone to give me like a number one running back and a wide receiver, yeah, and then play Hurts and I don't lose that much, right? Right. So. So for me, week four through four through six is like prime trade season. Mm-hmm. But trying to find someone to take it, take any trade, well, it's, it's like, awful because yeah. everyone thinks everyone thinks their players are great. Yeah. So like the neighborhood league, are not a whole lot of trades. Um, everyone likes to draft. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I've never been a big trade. Per, some people I've take I've accepted trades, but I never initiate them. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I guess yeah. See if anyone will 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 bite. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'll definitely throw some stuff out there, but yeah. But the thing is, a trade's supposed to benefit both parties, right? And some people look at it like, oh, well, you know, you're trying to try to screw people on the trade. Like, no, you're trying to, you know, if if I need, uh, you know, say I'm you might find someone that has, you know, three really good running backs they drafted you know say they drafted one high and then they have you know another another guy that surprised then some dude that just came out of nowhere yeah they need a quarterback and they've got decent wide receivers like yeah i'd go for lamar jackson on that so it really depends on who you've got in your league right like for me before i make a trade i'm looking at the other person's roster to see where i think they're weak yeah so for example if i looked at your roster and i saw that matt stafford was your number one Mm mm-hmm and your number two, who's your number two? Trevor Lawrence. All right. So if I saw that you had Matt Stafford, I know Matt Stafford's underperforming, and I got two strong quarterbacks, I know I can make an offer to you. Yeah. For a quarterback, because in the back of your mind, I'm, 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 I'm trying to, like, if I had your roster, what would I think? I think I'm hurting on quarterback. I need yeah. a quarterback now. Um. But if you don't have the running back, like a good running back that I need, I can't make that trade because it's not going to benefit me. It would benefit you. Yeah. But the problem is you got someone, let's say I wanted Stafford back and you're, and you would be, let's say you're the player that thinks, well, 
Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not he's playing like garbage this year. Right. If you value him based on what he did last year, that's when the problems arise. Yeah. Right? Because you're not valuing him based on what he's doing now. Right. Um and it, let's not forget playoffs don't count in fantasy. So right. you have people that say, Oh well, he's great in the playoffs. Well, it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> the the playoffs in that doesn't mean anything for us. Yeah. So. I mean, our, our league is over after week sixteen. Yeah. Right? Week sixteen is our Super Bowl. Yeah. Because no one, well, I, it's either sixteen or fifteen. Yeah. Because the last two weeks, no one plays there. Well, I think, yeah, was it seventeen? Because the last week is eight, week eighteen, right? Correct. Dubai. So I think our last week is sixteen. Yeah. Because I don't think we played the last two weeks because no one plays there. You don't know if anyone's gonna play their starters. Yeah. Um. So you when week sixteen is your Super Bowl, yeah, you're right. If someone's <laughs> someone's a playoff quarterback, I don't care. Yeah. It's not gonna help me in my playoffs. Right. Because my playoffs are week 14, 15, 16. Yeah. And they get. You know, because then you want to make sure the buys are over for the playoffs too. So yeah, it's yeah. in that. That would suck. I didn't. Think, I, I, gotta, I gotta check the the bye weeks. To make sure yeah. I'm not gonna be. Yeah, because there are no there are no bye weeks. Um, one through four. Right. And then there are no bye weeks. Twelve through the end. Okay. So the bye weeks are only in that middle middle range. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. But well, if you. In the comments section, if you want, let us know which players you're thinking of trading, uh, dropping, or who you're looking to pick up, who you think you'll have a great uh, you know, last two-thirds of the season. Um, let us know who you think we should go get. Uh, you know I got two strong quarterbacks. Who should I trade one away for? What can I get in return for those guys? Uh, or what quarterbacks you might be looking for? So let us know in the comments. Um, please like, subscribe, comment, share. Go to drivewaybeerspodcast.com. Click on that link for private internet access. Or just go direct to the link. Privateinternetaccess.com slash drivewaybeers. Uh, probably don't need one to play fantasy football. But you know what? You never know who's looking. So maybe protect yourself online. And, and especially if you're paying, if you got to pay your weekly dues, uh, do it with a VPN on. And we'll see you next time.